Hello everyone, welcome back to episode 53, only five days after episode 52. Look at that, didn't even have to wait a full week. New sofa, who dis, so organised. I actually look like a new sofa right now as well because I've just whacked a box down my roots while I was feeling productive, which I normally just do with the bottle that it comes in, and I thought it'd be fancy and buy one of those little dishes with the flat brush that hairdressers use. Terrible decision, very, very terrible. I've completely bollocked it up with the brush while I was being really neat putting it on. I've somehow managed to create a hairline at the front that's akin to a Lego man. So that's absolutely fantastic. I didn't realise until it developed about 40 minutes later and was horrified when I looked in the mirror. But never mind, we move, at least my roots have gone. So thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for your messages and your reviews. I got some really nice messages about last week's podcast episode on finding your purpose, which was based on the book by I don't know what happened then. On the book by Jack Canfield called The Success Principles. And I know a few of you have ordered that. Lots of people have been talking about it in the Facebook group. So thank you for those messages and reviews. I hope that you find as much youth in this episode. So this week I'm going to be talking about boundaries, healthy boundaries. And I've talked in recent episodes about how much growth I feel that I've gone through over the last year or so to the point where I really feel like a metamorphosis has taken place and I'm, I'm no longer the same person that I was. I might look pretty much the same on the outside and I've kept lots of the old parts of myself but I've evolved and if you knew me 12 months or more ago and not since then then I can confidently say that you do not know me now well maybe if you listen to this podcast because you've been listening along for the last 12 months but other than that if you knew me before if you were my friend 12 months ago and we've not seen each other since or we've not spent any time together then you don't know me now because I've changed so much in so many different ways and I barely recognise the person that I once was and it's all for, well, mostly all for the better. If you had met me 12 months or more ago, you would have met a chronic people pleaser with absolutely no boundaries whatsoever and learning what boundaries actually are and why they're important and how to create and implement healthy boundaries has been the turning point in helping me to become this new and improved, happier, more connected Sophie version 2.0. And I want to share with you this week what I've learned because that has been a very valuable lesson for me. So when I think back to that past version of myself, I can see now, in hindsight, that what I thought was just an unusual, um, almost... (laughs) um, abnormal ability to forgive people was just a repression of how I was truly feeling and a massive massive lack of boundaries and during the course of 2021 without sugarcoating it too much or going into any details I was repeatedly shat on from a great height by a number of people that I trusted implicitly that was very very close to And I allowed that continuous shitting to happen over and over again. And the reason for that is because I'm so sensitive to the feelings that I'm holding in my body and in my heart. And if those feelings are negative, 
then that really bothers me. Like I feel it, I physically feel it. And I find it very difficult to kind of be fell out with people. So I always felt an overwhelming need to forgive people and forget them as quickly as possible when somebody that I loved hurt me in order to get rid of that tight, uncomfortable energy for my own sake as well as theirs. And so someone would hurt me, I would immediately forgive them without actually even processing how I felt about the situation. And then I would do everything I can to forget about it and everything in my power to fix that connection by taking on all the bad feeling myself and transmuting it and then doing the lion's share of the work to maintain the relationship and to try and make it as close to what it was before all of the fuckery had happened. And this isn't just one person, it's a number of people. But those people were very close to me and I was very hurt by them and I realise now that I just did not recognise the feelings that I was having and I just pushed it down because probably because it was too hurtful and so that cycle would just repeat and repeat and I found that the more times that I was hurt by people the quicker I could forgive them because especially if it was the same person which often it it was or people because I was getting a lot of practice in. <laughs> um, and I'm not going to call out any names at all definitely not but um there were certain people who that happened more than 25 times <laughs> and I tolerated things and just brushed them off like I was just made from stainless steel and so naturally who can blame them I created that people treated me as such they would treat me like there was nothing that could hurt me because that's the way that I behaved and in fact I would actually go out of my way to then protect those same people from the judgment of other people because as you can imagine other people that cared about me and other people that loved me were seeing what certain people were doing and were pretty horrified and if I were to tell you some of the completely bizarre things and scenarios that I've got myself into in order to help those people you would screech (laughs) in horror (laughs) you wouldn't fucking believe it honestly I can't believe it now and I would love to give you some more specific examples to demonstrate what I'm talking about but I can't and I won't because I know that there will be certain people who are listening to this that would be very upset indeed to hear those particular truths and details and it would no doubt cause a lot of drama and it's not my business anymore and we're not about the bad vibes here so Even though I'm not such a soft ass anymore, I wouldn't be that cruel. I'm afraid you'll have to wait for my New York Times best-selling book for that. (laughs) I'm only joking, I wouldn't. Um, But what I'm trying to say very carefully um, is that if I met my prior self, I would slap that bitch in the face and tell her to stop teaching people how to treat her so poorly and start putting some boundaries in place. And that's what I have learned to do over these past 12 months. So I'm going to share that with you. Okay, so what do I mean by the word boundaries? So boundaries are limits that you place around yourself, your energy, your time, your emotions, your finances, your body, your relationships with others, which allow you to protect the most important person in your life, which is you. There is no one more important in your life than you. 
A boundary is not like a wall that nobody can climb or get through. A boundary is more like a fence that you can see through, but you need to be given a passcode for. So not everybody gets full access. So boundaries are very important because they allow you to build up that protection for yourself without isolating yourself. So if you've been hurt by people or situations in the past, it can be very easy to end up putting your guard up so high that it's impossible for anyone to get through. And then you risk becoming so kind of hyper-independent that you miss out on really great connections with people, which is equally not very good. So setting boundaries allows you to safely allow people access to you and have healthier connections with each other. And another reason that it's really important to have boundaries is that if you don't have them, then people, other people can become reliant on you and they then never learn the lessons that they need to become strong on their own and to be able to stand on their own two feet and build their resilience. So you're taking something away from that person and not being a crutch for people is helping them in the long run as well as yourself. So it's not something that you should feel bad about doing. Just a little example. A few weeks ago in school, I have a class every week at lunchtime and it's the same class and they eat the pat lunches and I look after them for a little bit while they're doing that. And I noticed that this one child had come to me for three weeks in a row and just handed me a packet of crisps with a smile like to open. And I did it the first week and I did it the second week. And then on the third week, I said I wasn't going to help them open it, but I would show them how they could do it so that they could have a go. And this child looked at me and obviously had absolutely no clue how to open a packet of crisps because in all of her seven years, someone else had always done it for her. So she just got used to the idea that somebody else opened the packet of crisps for her. And I just told her how to do it and she did it straight away with ease. And I know that's a nothing thing, but it just made me wonder how old she would have been before she realised that she was more than capable of opening a packet of crisps on her own. So boundaries help everyone, not just the person setting them. They can make people realise that they are capable of doing things alone and that they don't always need your help. So some places that you might need boundaries, you might need boundaries with family members. So a lot of people hold this very strong belief that family comes before anything else. Like it's like, you know, people have it tattooed and shit, don't they? Like family and there's nothing else before it. But I agree in some respects, but I disagree in some respects as well. I'm a firm believer that although we should kind of do our best to look out for our family and try and get along, it's inevitable that we won't necessarily be super close to each other just because we're in the same family, and that's okay. We've been thrown together by DNA, not by choice. So it's quite possible that you might not always agree on things and you might not get along that well. But being family is not, at least in my eyes, a free pass to treat people poorly. You shouldn't be allowed, in my opinion, to continue to treat somebody in a certain way that makes them feel bad and just be off the hook because they're a family member. And equally, you shouldn't allow that to happen just because somebody's your family. If somebody in your family is behaving in a way that makes you feel upset or that brings you into a low vibe, 
you are allowed to create a boundary and just love them from a distance. It doesn't mean that you hate them or that you have to fall out with them or even that you don't wish them the absolute best. But if we're being brutally honest, guys, we all have a family member or a few family members that we would truly rather donate a kidney to than go for lunch with them. And that's absolutely fine. And I have no doubt that I am that person for someone else. And I'm fine with that because I understand and accept that just because you are related doesn't necessarily mean that you are going to be close. And we need to be able to accept that and put those boundaries in place. We can just accept that if we've tried to make it work and it feels forced and uncomfortable and it doesn't work and somebody's unhappy, then we need to place that healthy, respectful boundary there and just live our lives wishing each other the best, but peacefully and perhaps with less interaction with each other. And that's all right. There's nothing wrong with that. And you might need to set boundaries with your friends. I've always had lots of friends because I think, well, at least I think I'm quite easy to talk to. I'm a people person, I'm very chatty, I'm friendly, but I'm not what you would describe as a a good friend, I'm doing it in air quotes, but you can't see, Um, I'm not really sure that properly exists, but I'm not what you would put on paper as a a good friend, (laughs) and so I don't have lots of very close friends, because I find it difficult to keep up with a lot of close friends, and I don't think that's necessarily a negative, it's just an observation, my best friend Alex is the definition of a good friend like she is a paper good friend I mean she's a good friend anyway not on paper but she is literally the definition and sometimes that actually can give me a bit of like friend guilt because I'm aware that I can be very flaky and I'm often quite thoughtless and I definitely put myself first most of the time However, again, I don't think that's a negative necessarily, but I do put myself first and that doesn't always link in with being what's viewed as a typically good friend. And she is the most consistent person I've ever met in my life. She's incredibly thoughtful in every single way and she would immediately give me both of her lungs if I coughed for more than 10 seconds because she's so selfless and she puts people before herself. But we still have a really, really great close friendship because as flaky as I am, she knows that I would happily help her to move a body into the car boot in the dead of night without even, you know, rolling the rug to check who she killed because she is somebody that I trust and somebody that I communicate with and we understand each other. And and we let each other know what we need from one another in order for it to work. So another place where you might need to set boundaries is at work. And that's a very important one because if we're to be happy in a job, we need to be clear about what we're comfortable with around our workload, around working hours, around being treated fairly, the conditions that we work in, because we spend a lot of time in our jobs And something that happens very commonly in workplaces all around the world in every type is that people are given additional work outside of what's required on an occasion, maybe just as a favour. And then even though the employee might be whinging and moaning quietly about it to the colleagues, they've probably not communicated the feelings about it. And so their employer will naturally come to expect, because they seem to be completing this extra work without complaining, 
more and more. So they'll they'll be expecting that level from you. And then it becomes unfair and the professional relationship would then break down. And that could all be prevented, again, by setting really clear and fair boundaries that you both agree on. Just And simple things that you can take responsibility for because it can't all be one-sided. You have got to be the person to put those boundaries in place. So it could be something like making an effort to leave work at your finish time instead of an hour and a half later so that you're then not exhausted and you can do a better job the next day because you've had a good rest. Or it could be something like putting on and out of hours on your email so that you avoid having people feel like they're allowed to get constant access to you. I know when I was working in lockdown and I was working from home on my computer, I found it really hard to find that work-life balance because my computer was in my house and that became my classroom. It became where I did all my planning and my marking and everything. And I'll be responding to people's emails, parents' emails at one o'clock in the morning. That was the it was me that was doing that. And as a result of that, they then felt like they had constant access to me and that would like kind of be exhausting and frustrating. But I created that by not having boundaries. What I should have done is only answer my emails from certain times of day so that that sent a clear message that these are my working hours and this is my home life and there is a separation between the two. It could be something like delegating tasks that shouldn't be yours to the relevant team instead of having this kind of like, oh, I'll just do it all myself, martyr attitude. Nobody likes a martyr. Nobody likes that. You don't get any Blue Peter badges for doing everything yourself and complaining about it in the staff room. So if you are feeling a bit overwhelmed, you could communicate them with your boss and give them the chance to provide you with the appropriate support. If they're a good employee or a good boss, then you'll find that they'll be happy to help you with something as long as you tell them that you're struggling, but they can't do anything if you're not um, communicating that. And probably one of the most important areas of life to set boundaries in is in your romantic relationships because that's the person that you're going to be spending the most time with for years, years, fucking years you might be with them. and (laughs) You'll more than likely share a home with them. You might have children and you might have to co-parent a child with them. You'll probably even have to share a bed with them, which is a thought that after 18 months of being single truly terrifies me. I often look at my super king bed and think, where would I put another person now? Because that side's mine and this side is also mine and the bottom is the cat's. So I was laughing at weekend actually because we went out with some friends and one of the couples that we went out with who are very happily married have separate bedrooms and have done for years and at the minute they've got a friend staying over at the house so they're having to share a bedroom again because the friend's in the spare room. And this sharing of a bedroom is clearly like crossing a boundary for the wife in the couple who really appreciates having her own space and likes a good starfish. And obviously it's become the norm for a couple to share a bed, but she doesn't like it. And she made me laugh because she's a southerner. So she sounds dead posh to us Boltoners and we always wind her up about it. So I, I said, like, why do you have your own rooms? And she said, peasants share beds, not royals. <laughs> And it's actually true because, like, in the good old days, people who could afford it 
had their own bedroom and it was only like poor people that would share a bedroom just out of necessity because they didn't have the space in the house. And it's a boundary that they have and that she's set up that helps the relationship to work well and stay healthy. And a boundary for me in my next relationship will be to have some time and space apart. And that's not something that I had in my last relationship. And I can see that that was probably damaging for the other person. And that was because I really felt like I needed them and I needed to be with them. And now I'm a completely different person. I really value having my time on my own and away from people. And I'm not talking about having weeks away from each other, although that's fine. But I need to be alone sometimes to recharge for a few hours. So I will have that boundary in place so that I feel happy in that relationship. And I also would need that person to take responsibility for their own happiness. And again, that doesn't mean that I won't actively try to add to the happiness. Obviously, I will. And I'm sure that we'll share lots of happiness together. But a lesson that I've learned myself from past relationships is that you can't rely on someone else to make you happy. And you shouldn't do that because it's not their job, it's your job. It's an inside job and only you can make yourself happy. So it's a bit of an unusual way of thinking for a lot of people, but I want the person that I'm with next to prioritise their happiness over mine because that's their job. My happiness is my job and I'll take care of that as long as they take care of theirs. So that's another boundary another boundary would be don't eat my fucking twirls or I will lose my shit like that's simple basic stuff but um boundaries are just not not just for people like you can set boundaries for other things too so I like 95% of the world now have a very bad habit of scrolling on tiktok at night for hours so I have a very strong boundary that when I see the little screen time reminder, because TikTok, I think they probably have to now, but they put like, I don't, some of you'll know, some of you won't, but if you don't use TikTok, after you've scrolled through a certain amount of videos or for a certain time or whatever it is, they play this like reminder that you've been on your phone for too long. So when I see that come up on my For You page, I immediately always put the phone down because if I don't, I know that I'll continue to scroll into the early hours of the morning and I'll wake up feeling knackered. So at the minute, I'm working hard on the boundary of not eating a cream egg for breakfast, which is more difficult than you might think. But boundaries can be to do with situations, to do with looking after yourself, to do with um, anything really, to do with your health. You might have a boundary that you go to sleep at a certain time or that you go to the gym on certain days of the week and you don't miss it. It might be that you have a boundary as a family. This is one that we had, me and my mum and dad, when I was growing up. And still now, if I'm there, we always ate together at the kitchen table. Never, ever was I allowed my tea sat in front of the telly on my knee. It just wasn't allowed. That was a boundary that we had that we sat together and we talked while we ate our tea. So it could be something like that that helps you to connect with the people that you love. People with solid, strong boundaries tend to have lower levels of stress. They have higher self-esteem and confidence because they're prioritising their well-being and they don't inadvertently allow themselves to be taken advantage of. 
and if you are unsure of where you currently stand with your boundaries then I'm going to help you to decide by reading something useful that I found on a website called Science of People and I want you to think about while I read them the two uh, which of the two categories sound like they fit you the most. So signs of healthy boundaries would be things like protecting yourself from getting taken advantage of, that you own your time, that you have high self-esteem and self-respect, that you prioritise time for yourself, that you only take on responsibilities that you can handle and you don't overcommit yourself. That was a massive one for me, especially with work in my past career. I was, I'd take on everything. I couldn't fucking do anything. I was in a world of shit authentically say no if you don't have the energy or capacity to do something set limits for others without feeling bad have a strong sense of identity and direction you take care of your own problems and understand that you cannot heal other people's issues for them that's a big one um i have a habit of trying to fix men Um, and I am no longer a rehabilitation centre for anyone like come fixed because if you're not fixed you ain't fucking coming in and another one you clearly communicate your needs and wants and you prioritise your self-care so some signs that you might have unhealthy boundaries or weak boundaries would be that you're vulnerable to being used or taken advantage of that you overcommit your time to others and leave little time for yourself, that you have lower self-esteem and you're critical in a dialogue, so the voice that's in your head is always telling you what a piece of shit you are instead of building you up. Give a lot of their time to other people. You might feel exhausted or burnt out but by overwhelming commitments and responsibilities, have a difficult time saying no to people, feel guilty for setting or expressing boundaries change yourself to fit in with different people, take on other people's problems as your own and put other people's needs and wants before yours. So if you are a person without strong boundaries, you can easily be persuaded into doing things that you don't really want to do because you're acting out of guilt or out of obligation instead of self-love and self-love is the pinnacle for everything good so if you're not treating yourself like you love yourself then you are going to end up having people take the piss out of you basically so if you are struggling with feeling a bit guilty for setting boundaries then let me tell you about this tiktok that i saw at four o'clock in the morning whilst i was ignoring my own boundaries and scrolling for hours so i watched this video um of a man called din Danian Brinkley he was called and he was being interviewed about death and this man has had four near-death experiences fuck knows why obviously very clumsy but he's had four near-death experiences and he was adamant that we don't ever really die and that we as he eloquently put it leave our meat sack and go on to the next part so that was the basis of the video but as part of it He was asked what happens during a near-death experience and he explained that before we move on to our next destination as our spirit, as our soul, that we're shown our whole human life in 360 and it becomes very apparent 
that every single person that we've ever encountered in our lives is actually us and we get to experience it from their perspective because they are us and we are them. So we're shown our interactions with each person that we've ever encountered from their body so that we get to experience the feeling that we gave them um, and this person is still just us but we get to feel how they felt when we had that interaction with them and we get to understand better the intention behind each of those interactions from that perception. So you become them. And the reason for this is to help us to see why we are um, doing whatever we're doing. So whatever that interaction was, what was the reason behind it? Why were we doing it? Not necessarily what it was, but why? What was the intention? And it allows us to see if our interaction was as a result of selfishness or of pettiness or of nastiness or of just being a dick in general, or whether the reason was for the better of all of us. And then we'll learn from that and we can continue to do better as a spirit, as a soul, if we come back again next time. And he gives the example that you would be able to experience if you hurt someone's feelings because you were mad at them. So if you were just mad at someone and you shouted something nasty at them and hurt the feelings, you would see that that was because you were mad or that you were being a bit of a dick. And equally, you could see that you might have said something to a person that made them upset, but the intention behind it was to help them because you care and appreciate them and also yourself because you are one and the same. So when you set a boundary, it needs to be for the good of everybody and not everyone is going to understand it when you do set it. Some people might choose to leave your life and that's certainly something that I have found. Like When I think about it, there's no fucker hardly left really from the original <laughs> bunch of people that I had around me a couple of years ago. But the ones that ha- are still hanging in there are there because they're, they're still aligned with this version of me and of you that has clear self-respect and is stepping into the power. And I have now even though I've lost a lot of people that weren't aligned, I've picked up a whole community of people who are ready to vibe with Sophie 2.0, which is you guys. So don't worry too much if a few people disappear along the way. Just remember that that is for everybody's highest good, not just yours, but theirs as well, because you're not in alignment with them. And maybe you need to Uh, You needed to lose them and they needed to lose you so that they could go on and you could go on to find the right people. It's just because your energies don't match anymore. So you can let them go with love if you need to and make space to attract the people and the situations that are meant for you. So I'm going to leave it there. I hope that you found that useful. So take a little bit of time to sit down and think about which areas of your life do you feel like you're falling into that potential weak boundaries section in? It might be that you've got really, really strong boundaries with your friends, but you have weak boundaries at work, or it doesn't necessarily mean that all of your boundaries are weak or all of your boundaries are strong. See if you can pick out which areas of your life you need to set those clear boundaries and be brave enough to do it. You can do it in a a respectful way, 
knowing that when you do set them, that you're not just setting them for yourself, you're setting them for everyone so that you can all have those better connections and those better situations. So I hope that you have a wonderful week. If you wouldn't mind leaving me a review, I'd be very, very grateful. You can leave more than one review. I know lots of you already have, but if you've got a second, it would help me massively. My big goal for this year, within the year, I would like to hit 100,000 downloads. It would be fucking incredible. And I would be very grateful if you would help me to get there in the easiest way that you can do that is by leaving me a review because it pushes me up the ranks and and shows me to more people. So, yeah, thank you. And I will see you again next week. Bye.